thank you uh, for that. All right, if you find uh, Philippians 1, and we'll be there uh, for most of our time, and we will again jump around to different passages of scriptures. And I started with a thought about uh, enduring hardness and, and not thinking about the affairs of this life, because there's just a lot of stuff uh, that's going on. And, and if you don't get anything out of the message today, I, I want you to, to understand this, is that what we're doing today uh, in the Word of God, what we believe about God, His Word, and heaven, and hell, uh, all that's real. And, uh, and if you believe this book, you believe that you're living a vapored life, uh, just to, here for just a short time, uh, and then off into eternity uh, you will go. Uh, you're either going to go um, to either one of two places. And by the way, there's no in-between. There's no purgatory. Uh, it's not in the Bible. And, uh, and uh, that's just um, a construct of uh, Catholicism. Uh, but um, you're either uh, saved uh, and on your way to heaven or you're lost and on your way to hell. Uh, and uh, living, there are two kinds of people. There are saved people and there are lost people. Uh, and uh, there's either saved sinners or lost sinners, uh, if you look at it that way. Uh, and it's just, that's what it's all about. If you believe this book, we come to worship on Sunday uh, to be encouraged in His Word, to, uh, to, be, to ed- be edified and to be built up, uh, to be equipped to go out into the world, uh, preach the gospel, see people saved, and then see them baptized and, and, and discipled. We have a baptism today. Caitlin's going to get baptized at the end of the service. Next week we have some more as well. And, uh, but, you know, um, it's like this weekend it's been crazy uh, with all the, you know, UFOs, uh, they're balloons, uh, all right, and uh, anyways, uh, being shot down over, you know, and uh, all this different stuff. And there's like laser lights from space uh, in near Hawaii. Some Chinese things are um, um, doing laser stuff. And it gets a little concerning uh, when you think of wars and rumors of wars and everything else. I said this before. I think somebody got upset about it. I said, if there's going to be a nuclear war or whatever, I want it to land like right on my house. Uh, and, uh, and so just so uh, we're done and out uh, because uh, you can't scare me with heaven. Uh, I'm, I'm thankful for uh, my home in heaven. Uh, but but I, I believe to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And, uh, and God says we're not to be concerned about those things. And what we can do is we can be focused so much on the world and world events uh, that it almost um, uh, just uh, it keeps us from serving God like we should serve Him. All right? And so the whole idea about not concerning ourselves with the affairs of this life, I'm not saying you don't work a job or prepare, you know, uh, for this, that, and the other. But when it comes to prepping, uh, if I can put it this way, uh, there's nowhere in the Bible where God tells us that we ought to, you know, stock up on, you know, I, I gotta say bullets. You can't have enough bullets, so go ahead and knock yourself out. But um, um, our preparation needs, it's a spiritual preparation. Uh, and uh, the Lord could come back at any, at any time. We need to be about our Father's business. And so we believe the book, and we have a confidence in all of that, that when we see the news uh, or we go through pandemics, whatever it is, uh, we have a perspective that only God gives us as Christians from His Word, and it brings us comfort and peace. It helps us to properly process 
uh, everything that is going on, uh, even the stuff with China, all that kind of stuff. And you can, you can look at, you know, somebody is asking me, we're in the end times, we're in the end times, whatever. And, uh, and we, when you read prophecy and you, and you think of, you know, China and Russia or whatever and, and their armies and what they do, um, they're not ready. Uh, Russia has, um, their, their ground troops are not, they're not ready for Armageddon. Uh, all right. And so as much as the Bible talks about all this stuff that's going to take place, uh, and, uh, and, and if you're a believer, there's other things that happen uh, a long time before all of that. Uh, but uh, have comfort in that. Uh, solace in the Word of God. And I don't want you to be concerned and distracted uh, at all the things that are going on in the world. But another thing um, that is happening uh, in uh, Christianity uh, is a lot of uh, unrest and a lot of, uh, a lot of difficulties, uh, a lot of infighting, uh, a lot of um, uh, battles that, there's the same battles, it's just different decades, uh, you know, it's just the same, as long as I've been saved for, you know, um, it's, it's the same stuff that's just rehashed over and over again, uh, and because there's nothing new uh, under the sun. But when we read uh, in, in Philippians uh, chapter number one, um, the church that uh, the church is, uh, local churches in the first century, suffered tremendous amounts of persecution. Um, I got home the other day and, and uh, uh, get ready for supper and television was on and there was a, uh, a thing about uh, coliseums and, uh, and different uh, like uh, sporting events. It was like the top whatever uh, sporting events. Number one uh, was Yankee Stadium. And uh, for all the reasons that they had, number two uh, was the Roman Colosseum. And, uh, and as they were talking about all that, which um, we know from history, uh, all that took place there, but I think it was Bob Costas uh, had said something that was really offensive. Um, you know, I know we're not supposed to be offended if we love the Word of God, but, um, you know, he's gotten in trouble for saying stuff in the past. Uh, and, uh, but here he said something about... Um, Basically, the score, he wonders what the score was between the Lions and the Christians. And uh, because in the Roman Colosseums, um, and they're, you know, I don't know what the estimations were, like, you know, half a million or it's more than that, maybe, uh, of, of people that, uh, that lost their lives in Colosseums, both, you know, uh, the people that would fight, but they would reenact uh, different events in history. Um, and, uh, but one of the things that took place there were Christians were marched in there. Uh, and, uh, and they'd uh, send in lions and bears and whatever, uh, and uh, it was a fight for your life. Uh, and many, many Christians were slaughtered uh, in that Roman Colosseum. Um, through the Dark Ages, millions and millions of Christians uh, killed, martyred, um, burned at stakes. Uh, and uh, and so, so the, um, the persecution that was taking place that, that Paul's talking about here uh, and asking them to stand uh, is a level of persecution that we've only read about, that we know about. Uh, and uh, and um, there was, uh, I'll preface what I'm going to say also with this, um, there, wa- there wasn't a bunch of, there was disunity, there was false teachers and different stuff that had come in, the Judaizers and the Gnostics. So right out of the gate, there were difficulties from without persecution, and then from within, Paul's addressing that, uh, throughout uh, his epistles, um, but there, there, there was no Bible controversy. Um, there were no denominational 
controversies. Uh, they, they were Christians. They were saved. And this is, by the way, 300 years before Constantine baptized his army uh, in, the, in the name of the universal Catholic Church and, uh, and, uh, and all the stuff that had taken place. And, and by the way, all the conflicts we have in the world have been and always will be religious conflicts. And, uh, and uh, the, uh, the, the Islamic conflicts and things we have, it's just, you know, Allah is not our God. And, uh, and so, and that's Abraham and Sarah uh, and all that stuff. It all goes back. It's all Bible and it's all religious. And, uh, and, and if you think it isn't, uh, it, it is. And even when you think of uh, which, which countries are going to uh, uh, come together and form coalitions uh, in, in a prophetic timeline, uh, it's, it's all still religion and faith and Bible and God's, and God's plan. Uh, so uh, these Christians um, were, were persecuted. Uh, they had to, uh, to, to meet many of them in secret places uh, through the course of time. You know, we can come to church and, uh, and, and have church, and we did even through the pandemic. And, and by the way, if, if things got really bad uh, in America uh, from, a, from a religious freedom standpoint, uh, that's gonna. It, you're gonna. Uh, that's where the men and boys are gonna be separated, uh, so to speak. Um, that's gonna really show. And in, in what the pandemic did uh, was it just showed how weak uh, we are as a church um, in all these local churches and what can deter us from our from worship. Uh, and uh, and so it's not like Nero, uh, you know, saying off with your heads or whatever. Uh, but uh, we. Um, it was very telling. Uh, to our spirit. Now, uh, back into our verse here, verse number 27 says, Only let your conversation be as it become of the gospel of Christ, uh, and whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that ye stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. So, what I want to do is I want to look at uh, this idea of standing uh, today. Um, I've had, I have to take stands and positions on stuff all of the time. Um, and uh, by the way, I believe. Uh, in the Word of God, I believe that the Bible is inspired and it's been preserved. I believe that it's been preserved uh, in English, uh, in our King James Bible. Uh, and, uh, and I don't believe in double inspiration. Um, I, I don't believe that the Bible has error. Um, but we can't have unity uh, in, in Christianity if we're all reading from a different book. Um, there's no standard uh, that is there. This first century church didn't have that. In fact, uh, they didn't have the New Testament scriptures uh, like we have them now because they weren't compiled yet, all right? There was no canon of scripture uh, put together. So they were reading their Old Testament, the Talmud. Uh, they were looking at, uh, you know, the first five books of the, uh, of the Old Testament in particular uh, and uh, studying. In fact, when you look at all the quotes in the New Testament, uh, where they're quoting from, that is, that is where. So we're blessed. We have the Word of God in our hand that we can read and study, and I hope you're doing that. But, but God says here to them, um, he, he, when he hears, Paul, when he hears of their affairs, he wants to hear that they have stood, uh, that they're standing fast. And uh, I know some had said, uh, I was reading uh, about that meaning, and, what, uh, and there's steadfastness, right? There's different versions of that word, stand and, and steadfast. Um, uh, there's one kind of definition of it that meant um, to be hurried because they looked at the word fast, uh, but um, it wasn't 
that's not what God was talking about in this passage of Scripture or these other ones that we're going to read here in a second. This was, this was standing your ground. This was standing firm uh, in, in what you believe despite all of the, the influences and the persecution uh, that was coming uh, from without. And by the end, I'm going to give you basically three kind of categories uh, where God tells us to stand fast. And then I'm going to make an application at the end uh, that deals with uh, the gospel um, from this passage of Scripture uh, and, uh, and some things that uh, I've been dealing with uh, here in recent weeks uh, about that. Uh, but, but they were persecuted. Turn with me, if you would. Again, it's going to be kind of a sword drill. Uh, 1 Peter chapter number 5 or Ephesians chapter number 6, either one of those. Uh, um, when the Bible says to stand fast, we know that we're supposed to stand fast against persecution. We're also supposed to stand fast, if I alliterate it, the prosecutor, uh, the devil. Uh, and, uh, and we have uh, some passages here. In fact, I think it was Keith, we were, when we were talking about this at the beginning with this theme, uh, he had brought up uh, Ephesians chapter number 6, and there's some great stuff in there about us standing. Uh, and, but in 1 Peter 5, the Bible says this in verse 8, Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. So we know that the devil is a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, and we're supposed to resist him. We're supposed to stand fast. Our Lord and Savior. Um, would quote scripture when the devil tempted him. That's the same thing that we're supposed to do. And by the way, you're no match for the devil. Uh, and uh, so always remember that. And, uh, and so be filled with the Spirit of God. Uh, and, uh, but the devil is like a, a lion seeking whom he may devour. Uh, and I can't get into it because we're running out of time. Uh, but um, the lion, lions don't pick out the strongest of the herd to attack. They always pick, they always pick the youngest, sickly, you know, whatever. And, uh, and the devil is not omniscient like God is. And, uh, and I'm not talking about being a hypocrite, uh, but um, when you walk into church, uh, you've got a smile on your face, uh, and uh, you're just going to have a good day. This is the, this is the Lord's day. Um, this is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Uh, if the devil was walking through, uh, and, uh, and through Berean Baptist Church at this moment, uh, seeking whom he may devour, uh, he is going to devour uh, the ones sitting there with their arms crossed. You know, like, uh, I can't wait for this to be done. Um, the, the ones with their heads down, uh, sad, discouraged, or whatever, because you're, because you're fair game. Um, you know, um, if, the, if, the, if, a, if the devil was in here, a roaring lion seeking to devour, he's not, even, he's not even looking at Mrs. Halfaday. <laughs> not, even, not even for a second. Uh, and uh, and uh, so um, uh, you've got to make sure uh, that you don't make yourself an easy target. God says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. This is Ephesians 6, verse 11. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, nor against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world. And, uh, but the Bible says, wherefore, take you under the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand uh, in the evil day, having done all to stand. So we're to stand, um, whether it's enduring hardness as a good soldier, whether it's contending for the faith uh, in Jude, uh, if it's, if it's uh, uh, Paul to Timothy or Paul to whomever, uh, we're to stand. Uh, be equipped uh, with the tools that God has equipped us. 
both defensive and offensive weapons, uh, and, and to stand, standing up to um, the nonsense that this world uh, is uh, thrown at us every single day. Um, it, can, it makes your head spin. Uh, and, and it's never ending. And it's only going to get worse. Um, but, but God doesn't call us to just capitulate to it uh, and just to cower our heads. He wants us to stand. Um, in fact, he says this in, uh, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter number 16, which kind of moves into our second kind of category, not just persecution, standing against, you know, uh, being attacked. Um, in fact, the Lord says to not count it strange. Um, if it happened to the Lord, it's going to happen to, it's going to, happen to you. Uh, we ought to expect it. Uh, we ought to embrace it. Uh, we know that God is, uh, God is for us and who can be against us. We know all of that. But yet, uh, when uh, we're challenged, uh, it's like, you can't go to church because, you know, uh, or this one, you don't love people, Pastor Reno. You're killing people by having church services during, during coronavirus. And, uh, and, 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 and one of the persons that was doing that was my, uh, I was, uh, I was um, baptized Lutheran when I was a kid. So I've got a, I have a, um, a godmother uh, and a godfather. Uh, and uh, he's, uh, he's no longer with us. Uh, but my godmother was just, just killing me uh, with like, you this and you don't care about people, whatever. And so I'm like, delete, <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, it's just, I've got no time for that. Uh, so take it, taking a stand uh, against uh, those from without. But it also, uh, God tells us to stand firm, to be steadfast in regards to our positions, um, our theology, uh, our, our doctrinal positions. He says, watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit ye like men, be strong. In 1 Corinthians chapter number uh, 16, we've already read in Jude 3 where God tells us to uh, contend. There's uh, people that are going to come into the local church. Uh, with uh, false doctrines and uh, wolves in sheep's clothing. Uh, and, uh, and God says we're supposed to stand against that. In 2 Thessalonians chapter number 2, verse 15, the Bible says, Therefore, brethren, stand fast. Hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or epistle. Uh, during Sunday school, I referenced this verse. Um, we have uh, to stay true to the, th- the gospel that has been passed down to us the traditions of, uh, of those who wrote uh, this Bible under inspiration. Uh, some of those are by word. Some of those are by epistle. Uh, and we're supposed to teach those things to others so they can teach others also. And the Bible says, the same commit thou to faithful men. Uh, we're, to, we're to continue steadfastly uh, in the apostles' doctrine. Uh, and again, uh, that's a pretty broad, uh, broad area, uh, but uh, God says to stand fast. He says this in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as you know that, uh, that your labor is not in vain uh, in the Lord. So nowhere in the Bible uh, are we uh, commanded, taught, is it inferred, uh, that we're supposed to be uh, secret, secret service, um, you know, agents uh, for God. 
uh, we're supposed to uh, not hide the light. Uh, and uh, we're set it on a hill. Uh, our gospel's not to be hid. Uh, we're supposed to proclaim the word of God, proclaim truth, be ambassadors, as we've mentioned in reference from this passage uh, time and time again. Uh, it is we represent heaven uh, and, uh, and we're to stand for the truths uh, in the things that our Heavenly Father believes in. So we're going to come back to that here in just a second. So to stand firm, to, to stand up against, to stand for, uh, to be unmovable, uh, and steadfast, not changing, not given to change. And let me, let me uh, um, preface, or let me say this. Um, I am, what I believe about this, about God, heaven, this book, everything, uh, I've been saved for, you know, 35, 36 years. Um, it's not changed. I, I believe the same things that I've, that I've been taught. Um, I've, I've not been taught by, by men uh, you know, traditions and whatever that are extra biblical. I've just, that's never been my experience. I've been under men who've taught the word of God. They were faithful to the word of God uh, and, uh, and just would preach it and teach it, win people to Christ, see them baptized, doing, doing the Lord's work his way. Uh, over the course of time, I've made some uh, policy changes and how I might apply certain things in scripture, uh, like in church membership, uh, and uh, somebody who gets saved uh, is they follow the Lord in believer's baptism. Um, their baptism doesn't make them a de facto member uh, of Berean Baptist Church. Uh, that was uh, the practice that most of the churches that I've been involved with over the years. And so if, if there's any place that I've changed, I've changed there. Uh, and uh, because the only prerequisite I find in the Bible uh, for baptism is somebody is saved, uh, and uh, they don't have to be all cleaned up uh, before they get baptized. Everybody with me? And so, so where I was taught, uh, I made a change and adjustment uh, in that area. Um, that's it. Uh, and um, I'm not. I, I'm. I'm going to be steadfast and unmovable. It doesn't matter um, uh, if if. If somebody comes to me about, let me say this, somebody comes to me with the Word of God, the Bible, uh, and says, you know, this is something that you're teaching that is wrong, uh, I'm open to, to, to hearing, listening, and changing if it's the, if it's the Word of God. Um, but just ask my wife. I'm right about everything. And, uh, and so I don't really, I'm not really concerned that anybody's going to do that. Uh, but, uh, but, but what I'm saying is that I'm not, I'm not perfect, and I'm going to make mistakes. There's been a lot of times I got you know, people in the wrong Bible stories and, you know, wrong Bible, you know, uh, all kinds of stuff. And people come up, oh, you meant this. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I did. I didn't say that, but that's what I meant. Uh, and, uh, and so uh, we uh, will make those mistakes. So stand fast against the devil uh, and all the wiles of the devil. To stand fast and firm against persecution. Uh, to uh, um, to uh, proclaim the gospel despite what a government would say, despite what your you know your family would say. Um, there's tons of verses about that, and then um, our position in Christ, uh, in the things that we believe, the doctrines that we've been uh, we've learned and been taught, and uh, from the Word of God by men of God, uh, over in Sunday school teachers and in bus workers, uh, and who teach this Bible. And those, God doesn't change. So when somebody comes out with this new truth or this new way of looking at stuff or whatever, you can pretty much, you know, um, chalk them up as, uh, as probably wrong. There's nothing new. 
under the sun. It's, it's when we talk about old paths or old school or whatever, we're just saying the Bible has, God hasn't changed, the Bible hasn't changed. Uh, and uh, these people in the first century church, they didn't have all of the, uh, uh, you know, the distractions and things that we have today, both in the world and, uh, and, and within the church. But then also uh, we're to stand fast or firm or steadfast in our profession. The Bible says this in Hebrews chapter number 10, our theme from last year uh, in verse 23 says, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering for he is faithful that promise and let us consider one another and to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. And so we're to hold fast the profession of our faith. Um, seeing then that we have a high priest, a great high priest that has passed into heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. All right. So um, we use different terminology. Like when somebody gets saved, we'll say they get saved. We say that they, are, they got born again. Um, we, uh, people say, I asked Jesus into my heart. All right. So they will use different language uh, about that. This last week, um, because we couldn't deal with people at the altar uh, specifically. Uh, one of the memorials, there were seven people, uh, and in uh, and, and the other one, there were two. Uh, and this is what we say, they made a profession of faith. Now, I believe people, some people can make a profession but not have possession. Uh, whether they ask God to save them, they're confused or whatever. Um, uh, there are people that have prayed the sinner's prayer to get a preacher off their porch and uh, so they can get back to eating dinner, all right? Uh, so people, um, people can pray uh, and, uh, and not mean it, uh, and uh, they, can be, um, they can make confession, but there's no conversion, right? They can make profession, but no possession uh, of that. But we say that they uh, acknowledge that they prayed and asked Jesus to save them. I don't know their heart. I asked them, please pray and be sincere, uh, and, uh, and they asked the Lord, and I said, if you've done that, would you uh, let me know by raising your hand? They would raise their hand. There were seven in one service, and a mother and a daughter in another one, uh, and, uh, and I hope they meant it. I hope that they're saved and born again, uh, and uh, that God um, works in life, and that we can minister to them as a church, see them baptized uh, and discipled. Uh, but the profession of our faith is more than just getting saved. Um, it is, it is the, 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 the principles that we live by. Uh, it is the, the, the Word of God and, the, uh, and the, the disciplines that He wants us. It's the profession. It's saying we believe in uh, God, the God of the Bible. Um, and, and that makes a distinction between the gods of, you know, of different nations or, um, or idols and what have you. Uh, we profess... Uh, our beliefs, we, we uh, in baptism today, um, uh, of course, it's a, a young person, but in baptism, we are, uh, we're, it's a picture of our the burial, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, and we're going to walk uh, in newness of life. It's to say, I'm going to be different uh, because of what Jesus has done, and that's what we profess in our baptism. It's what we profess uh, when we, uh, we to, our, to our church members in a testimony meeting, and we say, I'm going to be better, I'm going to do better, I'm going to read my Bible, I'm going to be a soul winner. Uh, and uh, we, we're professing those things to other people. So it's, there's a faith uh, of the gospel that we read about here uh, in our text in Philippians chapter number 1, which gets me back to uh, this positional um, steadfastness, and let me say this again. Therefore, my beloved brethren, 
Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. That's 1 Corinthians 15 and verse number 58. Now look back at verse number 27. It says, only let your conversations be, and this is in Philippians 1, only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. And whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that ye stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Now, this last week, um, there's a Bible controversy and just different things. By the way, I, I, I'm not going to invite anybody to come preach uh, at Berean Baptist Church that doesn't preach uh, the King James Bible. Um, if, if, the, if they're up here and they're reading something partway through a message, uh, I'm stopping them and, uh, and, and um, getting them out of the pulpit. They say, well, we're all on the same team. We're not all on the same team. Uh, and uh, you change the words, you change the meaning. Um, I don't know how more simple it can be than that. This means this, this means something different. Uh, and, uh, and it's not some benign thing. In uh, fact, uh, you know, my son last night asked me uh, on the phone from Revelation uh, about, you know, uh, the, the interpretation of those that add to and take away uh, and, uh, and God's condemnation of that. And uh, I think that you can read a, a corrupt version of the Bible and not find the same condemnation uh, that is read about there. Uh, but, uh, but you read and write and, and, and publish and whatever. Um, you look through uh, the, um, the contributors uh, to the whatever version of the Bible uh, and the names and the school and whatever they did. Uh, I believe with all my heart, based on God's word, that the names that are in uh, the, the, that book are not in God's Lamb's, uh, the Lamb's book of life. Um, God is very serious uh, about the preservation of His Word. Uh, and, uh, and so, again, another sermon, series of sermons, weeks, months, whatever. If you want to know why uh, I use the King James Bible, just simply ask, and, uh, and I can give you the Cliff's Notes versions. I'll give you stuff to read. One day, um, I'll have somebody in to do a King James Bible conference. The problem is, is that all the guys I know that are good at it um, are mean, they're so mean, and, uh, and I don't want to hurt anyone uh, with, their, with their disposition. And, uh, and so, uh, uh, you know, uh, that's just how it is. And if I can find a nice one, I'll invite them, uh, but, uh, but I don't know any nice preachers. Uh, and, uh, but um, so uh, it's, he says, stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the gospel. So there's this controversy. Uh, and there has been, um, you know, since new versions of the Bible started being written, people have been fighting over, uh, uh, over those types of things. Having said that, um, the default argument, doesn't matter if it's the Bible, doesn't matter if it's music, doesn't matter if it's standards of any sort, whether, doesn't matter. It all comes down to um, the, this. Um, there's bigger fish to fry and we've got to get the gospel to people. So they'd say, none, all this stuff that we talk about, we war about amongst ourselves as Christians, is, is the gospel needs to be, we need to be gospel-centered, and we need to get the gospel to people. So God here, in this passage, Paul to the Philippians, uh, he lays it out, only let your conversation be as become it the gospel of Christ, uh, and we are to strive together for the faith of the gospel. So one way that we let our conversation be is becoming the gospel 
is that we have the things that are contained in verse number 27. We have um, uh, one faith and, uh, excuse me, one mind and striving together for the faith of the gospel. So it's kind of, you have to have, this is the recipe. And we know that their standing was against adversity because we read in 28, and nothing terrified by your ad- adversaries. And so when he's telling them to stand fast in the midst of, uh, of, of persecution, he's qualifying that there. And they are to stand fast and strive together. I read this, and I want to read it to you just as uh, it is here. And it says, standing firm is adopting an essentially negative stance and means refusing to yield or to conform. So when, I, when I'm saying I'm taking a stand on the, on the King James Bible, I'm going to take a stand on godly music, or uh, I'm going to take whatever it is, I'm going to take a stand. Uh, it, is, it is considered a negative thing because it is. <laughs> uh, it's refusing to yield or to conform to the pressure. Every day of my life, every single day of my life, uh, I have some uh, well-meaning Christian that is trying to get me to change, all right, from, from what I believe. And I'm not changing. And it isn't because I even feel like I'm too old to change. It's just but what we believe is true and it's right. And, uh, and, uh, and I'm not going to forsake it for whatever, whatever uh, people think uh, is, that is going to do. So um, in this context, and as Paul preached it to Timothy and elsewhere, the book of Ephesians, uh, with the armor of God, uh, all of that refers to, in its sense, a soldier keeping his position while being under attack. All right? To stand firm, you know, quit you uh, like men. It is therefore something that demands the activity described in these verses here. Uh, there's two kind of clauses there. They present something positive, um, and that is um, striving. Uh, and then something um, negative, or what it's also kind of positive, and this being fearless. So he's saying you need to strive and you need to not be afraid of your adversaries. So together, reading this, it says, together they make a striking combination of strenuous activity and steadfast resistance. All right, someone said uh, to me this week, uh, Brother Reno, you know, what good is it for us to stand for the King James Bible if we're not going to do what it says? It's true. Um, I'll take it even a step further. Um, what good does it do us to be right concerning the things in this Bible if we're not going to do anything with it? So he's telling them to stand in the middle of persecution uh, and, uh, but he's also saying, with your standing, there needs to be striving. You need to have a position uh, and to stay true to what, uh, what has been given to you, uh, but you also need to, uh, to, to strive and to, uh, and, to, and to do. The key to understanding this is that uh, some, some pressures have to be resisted. Uh, that we get from the outside, uh, and uh, sometimes we, we resist them. I do by ignoring them, uh, and um, uh, because what they do is those distractions, whether it is balloons over you know uh, the United States uh, and wars and rumors of wars, the economy, all of that, King James Bible debates, you know, you know which. Uh, all, the, all of that stuff, you ignore it because uh, what it does uh, is it, it, it 
it militates against the things that we should be pursuing, the goals and the concerns that we should have as Bible-believing Christians. So I'm saying all that to say this. The faith of the gospel uh, must be retained if the gospel of Christ is going to be advanced. Let Let me say that again. The faith of the gospel must be retained if the gospel of Christ is to be advanced. Uh, And immovability needs to be combined with with striving, with industry, with doing. I can't just say, I've got the truth, and then not do anything with the truth. I can't say, this is what I believe, and then not share that with with the people around me. Uh, it It is standing, and as an independent fundamental Baptist, we got standing down, um, but we don't have striving down. Um, we, we can, you know, um, there are people who are wrong doctrinally, um, who, are, who are spreading the gospel more regularly than people who are doctrinally sound. Is everybody with me? But it's not an either or, it's a both. Um, he says you've got to stand firm and you've got to strive together. Uh, you've, got, you've, got to do them, you've got to do them both. And so my challenge to the church today, as we read this text and continue in there, uh, is that we stand fast with one spirit, one mind, but we've got to strive together. It does us no good. It, you know, um, you, can, you can say, you know what, I'm thankful for my pastor because he's, he just stands. And he knows what he believes and he's not going to move and whatever. Great. Um, but that's not what it's all about. It's about, it's about fighting that and in, in taking a stand, but it's about sharing the gospel. But you got to have, you can't, you, can't, you can't put down the faith of the gospel. You can't put down the traditions that we've been taught and the doctrine, the, the steadfastness that is concerned with doctrine, and they just decide, I'm just going to be a soul winner. And we're just going to reach, it doesn't matter what Bible version, as long as we're telling people that Jesus loves them and they're accepting Jesus in their heart. Huge mistake. It has to be all of them. And I just know countless and countless pastors um, who have zero concern about contending for the faith and taking a stand. They're all over. They're, they're changing. They're transitioning. One pastor did a whole thing on it. You know, uh, the transit. He took a church that was a King James church and purposefully and manipulatively um, found influence leaders in that church uh, and turned that church into using modern versions. He's proud of it. Did a how-to video on it. Uh, on, uh, on the internet. And, 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 and by the way, that's a pastor that's preached to all of our kids in youth camps. And, uh, and so when I say we're not going to go to such and such a conference because such and such is there or whatever, uh, it isn't because I'm just some, I don't want our kids to have any fun. I got to protect them from nonsense. And it doesn't matter how outspoken and how wonderful of a speaker and they're just whatever and just they can listen to them. Uh, and uh, God transforms um, snakes into angels of light. And the Bible is clear. And, uh, and so if sometimes if you just don't like, well, okay, well, how come we're not going to do this? And, uh, and I don't have to get in you know, and tell you all this stuff, whatever. Uh, but there's a reason. And, uh, and, and, and when somebody says to me, I know, but can we set all that aside for the sake of the gospel? You can't. The Bible is clear that you can't do that. And so, so it isn't about, you know, bigger fish to fry or, you know, or there's a bigger picture or whatever. There is a bigger picture and all that. Yes, that's true. Um, but the, the, 
faith of the gospel must be retained if the gospel of Christ is to be advanced. Uh, and uh, movability uh, must be combined uh, with industry, with striving. And, uh, and I hope that you see that, and I hope that through this theme, uh, through the year, uh, that you can, oh, I know what we believe, but you've got to get in and strive together as well, and we'll say more about that in the future. Let's all stand with our heads bowed uh, today. and. and